Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. On X at one, Tim Murray. Tim, did Washington win that game or did Oregon lose it? Yes. Both? You know, it's funny. I I love the game. Um, you know, I think Dan Lanning, I, I loved his answer yesterday talking about you know, hey, I'm a big boy. You know, this is, uh, you know, he didn't get all defensive like we see a lot of coaches uh, get. <coughs> Mario. Uh, Excuse me. Um, did they, 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 you know, they turned around and played tremendously. Uh, oh, wait, no, they didn't. Um, they did for a half. For a half. For a half. Yeah. I mean, all that NIO I'm, money we really do going see, to good we use. We do see why Mac was, was blatantly, uh, very, very openly, campaigning for tez walker yeah he is awesome holy he cow. is he is awesome and uh puts a new wrinkle into mm-hmm. uh, into the acc that is for sure but you know i kind of think oregon's the better team not like overwhelmingly but if i if you made me pick today those teams playing in i don't know las vegas and i don't know december i would pick oregon and that's what brings me to this ladies and gentlemen why is Bo Nix thirty to one to win the Heisman Trophy? Um. Okay, Mike, I will say Michael, this. Michael didn't you Penix. feel like? Didn't you feel like Bo had the better completion percentage, and he kept it moving? I just felt like every throw Penix made was way more difficult than Bo. Like Bo, I guess he had that one like seam route that was a good throw. I, I think the problem with Bo is like in the end. Fairly or not, like, we can't forget Auburn, and then every time it comes for him to, like, make a big play, I feel like he's checking it down. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's got 17 touchdowns, one pick, and I, I think it, it all comes down to a price when it, for me, right? Like, Sure. I, I'm looking at the odds right now for Heisman Trophy, and Michael Penix is, you know, minus 130, which is which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's October 17th. We've got half the football season still to play. And Michael Penix, you have to lay a price for him to win the Heisman Trophy. You look at Jaden Daniels is around 12 to 1. Dylan Gabriel, 10 to 1. Drake May, 14-ish to 1. I mean, J.J. McCarthy, 10 to 1. Jordan Travis, 12 to 1. I just feel like Bo Nix should be in the same ballpark as those guys. He should be in that teens type of range so uh, for Oregon and then I look at this too when it comes to Oregon and 
how does the Heisman Trophy get voted on? It's eyeballs on these games. Oregon just had the most watched game in college football last week with the Oregon-Washington game. Granted, they lost, but it wasn't because of Bo Nix, who was 33 of 44 for 337. Michael Penix probably made the bigger plays, the more splashy plays, the more pro throws. But let's look at the schedule moving forward. ABC against Washington State this week. On the road at Utah. They get to host USC. And then their final regular season game is on Fox at 8.30 Eastern against Oregon State on Black Friday. So I just think there's a lot of opportunities out there for that number to come down, especially if Oregon is playing on a Friday night here in Vegas against Washington yet again. So I'll tell you this, though. I would not touch Michael Penix to win the Heisman Trophy. Oh, no, that's like the classic, can I short this? You can. So, And that's the thing. You can short it. You can bet the other side. There are no markets out there. Uh, Here in in Vegas, Circus Sports, minus 125 on Michael Penix not to win the Heisman Trophy. So you're basically betting a field price against Michael Penix Jr., which I think is worth a bet. I mean, this time last year, C.J. Stroud was, I was going to say, how many times uh, is the guy? How many times does the guy in October win? Well, think about. I went back and looked it up. It was the is Cam the last one? Maybe Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was pretty because he had that Florida State game in like late September that kind of put him on the map to take to win the Heisman, and then he had the Clemson game, and that was pretty much wrapped it up. Um, Tebow. In uh, when he won it, what was, was that? Freshman. O- 07, was that right? And yes. then o- 06, he was the whatever the wild whatever he was, you know, the Tebow yeah. power package. And they won the so, title yeah. with Chris Leak. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you think, I think back to Leonard Fournette at LSU. He was like minus 150, I want to say like minus $2, something crazy like that. And then they went to Alabama and he had like 30 rushing yards. And then he didn't even get invited to New York City. So I just think there's a ton of quarterbacks out there. And unlike last year where Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy in the regular season finale against Notre Dame, and then nobody that weekend was going to take it from him. Max Duggan wasn't going to take it from him. Um, You know, Stetson Bennett wasn't going to take it from him. Bryce Young wasn't even playing in the SEC championship game. This year, you probably are going to have the Heisman Trophy decided on that weekend, whether it be Dylan Gabriel, whether it be J.J. McCarthy, um, Drake May, potentially Jordan Travis. Um, I don't, I mean, Jalen Daniels numbers are awesome, but man, okay. So can you trust that defense? No, but how many other teams here's, here's would be the Jaden Daniels argument. Jaden Daniels profile is going to be the most similar to Johnny football winning the Heisman where that team lost. But is he going to beat, but is he going to beat? The juggernaut Alabama. Well, he has to beat. He that's has he to gets, beat Alabama. But they both are get. They both. Johnny Football got that Alabama game in November, and I mean the one thing that I do think the one spot where I think you can give Alabama problems, if you can go score, I don't know if they can keep up. What we've seen the last few weeks is they've been able to get out in front and nobody can come catch them. But, like, even last week when it came, like, all right, they need to go score to kind of make this one, put this one away. They couldn't do it. Daniels could have the Alabama game on the road where that Johnny football had. Yeah, and, I mean, look, Jaden Daniels, you could find as high as 14-1. to 1. I wouldn't fight you on betting that. I just think Bo Nix, what's ahead of them and his numbers so far this year and how complete that team is and, honestly, how this award has really become – 
the best quarterback on a playoff the, the, team. And like the last week of the year. <laughs> right. It, it really comes down to that. That's why I think there's a lot of people waiting out there. And, and I bet you some people are like, J.J. McCarthy, 10-1. to 1, Why? Because Michigan looks awesome, and they have two enormous games in late November, and the most-watched game each every college football season has now become Ohio State-Michigan. If he plays his butt off against Ohio State, He's he's gonna be like three to one, two to one. He might be the favorite, you know. So that's why JJ McCarthy's odds are as low as they are. His numbers are okay. I mean, he's you know he's thrown fourteen touchdown passes. He hasn't thrown a bunch of interceptions. He could run a little bit, but I don't think anybody out there is like, man, JJ McCarthy definitely got to win the Heisman. But that's why the odds are that low. It, it's really become kind of almost like tread water, tread water, tread water, and then boom, go win the Heisman Trophy. Here's what actually fascinates me of the scenarios that you're laying out. It's less the Heisman. It's the Oklahoma, if you look at their remaining schedule. It'll be stunning if they're not undefeated. Correct. into the Big 12 championship. Texas is the same. I would be, yes. I would be, so I would be very surprised if Oklahoma-Texas is not 12-0 and versus 11-1. and That would be surprising. It's less clear with Oregon and Washington. I think Washington loses a game. I, I That defense, I think, is still gettable. So I'm with you. I, I have more faith in Oregon getting there than I do Washington getting there. But at the same time, the Pac-12 does eat itself. But my question is, if we get rematches in both mm-hmm. and the one-loss team wins both of them, what happens? A lot of scenarios. Um, I think Texas gets in. Um, because they have the win over Alabama on the road, which I think will always look good. I don't think Alabama is going to fall apart. I mean, let's say Alabama loses to LSU. Okay, so they are they're ten and two. They're probably top fifteen in the country at worst. So that's a really good win. Then you've avenged your only loss. I think Texas is in. I think the Pac-12 being as strong as it is, if you have a, I'll say this: if the Pac-12 is a one-loss champion, they're getting in this year. Because that, that conference is loaded. If it's a two-loss champion, that's eh, where it gets murky. We've never had a two-loss champion in. Now, we've had situations where a two-loss team probably would have got in. Like if LSU had beaten Georgia last year, I think they would have got in as a two-loss champion. But obviously, they didn't. Um, the, the, here's the fascinating one, because people have brought this up. What if Georgia loses to the SEC West champ? At twelve and zero, will they be undefeated? They'll they'll be twelve and one. I think they get in because are they going to drop from one to five? But their schedule really, I mean, I guess Mizzou being better is helpful for them because they play Mizzou, they play Tennessee, they play Ole Miss, so they they're going to have some semblance of a resume. But they I need you, they need those three teams to all be nine wins or better. But it's. But they're going to be number one in the ranking. I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, think Halloween. I think two weeks from today, we'll find out the first rankings. And maybe the, the committee throws a curveball and says, but, but here's the thing. Michigan will have played nobody up until that point as well. So, like, I'm very curious to see what the committee does because we're all predicating this off of the AP poll, which in theory is not what the committee's looking at, right? They do their own thing, yada, 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 even though more often than not, it's pretty comparable. But – Georgia, I guess the Georgia win over Kentucky is going to carry a little bit of weight, even though Kentucky just lost again, so maybe it won't. Um, I mean, what's Michigan's best win right now? 
Well, I mean, you're banking on Michigan beating Penn State and Ohio. Like, I don't but, see if. An, but what I'm saying is, yeah. that at the initial outset of the rankings, they will not have played either one uh, of those teams. You want to you want to go in the wayback machine with me? Uh, can I interest you in a little game control? Oh yeah, little game control metric. I mean, that's that's going to be Michigan's resume. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, because they, they've dominated everybody. I mean, they have. They, I think they've allowed double digits in one game this year. <laughs> Uh, they've Which they've not they've not allowed a team to get in the red zone right no at to, goal, to goal, goal to go they've goal allowed to go. them to get goal to the to red go. zone but not not that's that's a crazy stat I mean that that's, is that's crazy that like, that will be their their resume will be yes they've not had a strong strength of schedule but they have absolutely you know here's smoked my, folks here's my question because you know what you saw last is how everyone reacts right for sure so we just saw USC get absolutely dump trucked by Notre Dame's defense. The offense, actually, the USC's defense No, that's the irony. You, you, yeah. If you sit there and you saw 48-20, you would have been like, oh, well, someone finally got USC's defense. It's like, no, no, the defense was actually the good unit on Saturday night. Yeah, even though, I mean, I guess Notre Dame had, what, f- turned the ball over five times and scored five touchdowns off of those turnovers. Yes. So um, USC's going to beat a couple good teams. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Neighbor Nick is lurking over the over the fence. He hasn't he hasn't popped over yet. I'll, I'll tell you when I want him. I want he, him. In, I want him in that Washington game. I think they beat him. I, I they're they're going to beat someone good. I'm telling you right now. I don't know if it, I don't. I think, agree with you. I don't think they have. I think they're also. I think they got another loss coming. Oh, definitely. I, I set the line at two and a half last week before the Notre Dame game, and I thought that was that was probably a little uh, aggressive, but they're 100 percent losing another game. I mean, they're not winning at Autzen. I'm sorry, they're, that's not happening. What's that, name? Te- that team's too f- physical. But but neighbor Nick kind of lurking over the fence and wondering about USC. That didn't they just get smoked? And now they're a touchdown favorite against Utah. So neighbor Nick's kind of lurking there, like, huh? He hasn't placed the bet yet, but he's he's thinking about it. Yeah, the thing is though, he, they, also, t- he also told me that Ohio State stinks. Okay, that's the question. I want to know what's neighbor Nick thinking on this Penn State game. Oh, he's gonna take the points. Come on, baby. Penn State. They're undefeated against the spread this year, don't you know? Six and they've and covered no. six of the last seven against the Buckeyes. Yeah. Well, Ohio State, what'd they do? They barely beat Notre Dame? Cool. I mean, come on. I think I want Ohio State. I'm just going to let this. Is it going to go down? See, the problem is, that from what I'm looking at, the money, the money's on Penn State, but everyone's like, we're cool with this number. Now, there's Grant, a, I know I know limits haven't opened, but there's a couple three and a halfs out there. But I'll be honest, like a couple. So the show after mine on Vsin, Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds, uh, two pretty veteran handicappers, and and uh, you know I could always tell Matt Humans who's who I do the podcast with on Thursdays, and I knew he wanted Penn State, and I asked him, I said, Hey, you bet Penn State? He goes, No. Yeah, he, uh, he we've goes, all been there. Where you, uh, he, go, he goes, I think it's a square dog, and I'm like, I kind of do too. Uh, may I may I interest you in 2022 Michigan Ohio State, where yours truly for a month decided he wanted Michigan, and then when he saw the line and came game day, he laid it with Ohio State, <laughs> and that did not work out. That well. did not work out well for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a funny week, man. It, it is. I mean, it's it's honestly kind of like. Not the same, but, like, I got asked countless times last week, why is Notre Dame the favorite against USC? And I was like, I don't know, because USC's not that good. And, look, I in my wildest imaginations, I did not imagine that 
occurrence. But I thought it was I'll be honest though, I, I thought it was an overreaction to the Arizona game. Yeah, I think it was a little bit. And you know, you know, the here's another interesting one this week is like Duke has proven to be pretty formidable. Yes. Defensively, they've got great coaches. But is this where the rubber meets the road? Is I'm, this? I can is tell this, you what I'm betting on. Florida State. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't because think they. I, I think the difference is Duke. Duke. Part of Duke being good physically is they don't respect your receivers, and right. so they Which kind of man happened, them up. Right. So to your point, right when Notre Dame played Duke and had the crazy finish, I mean, let's remember the first half did happen. Yes. <laughs> Duke couldn't move the ball at now, all. I think Notre Dame's defense is better than Florida State's, but Florida State's got some dudes on that line, man. They will get after you. And Keon Coleman ain't on Notre Dame, so I, I do think um, uh, who's the who's the tall wide receiver whose name's escaped me for Florida State. He's a little banged up. Um, uh, Wilson. Yeah, Johnny Wilson. Isn't he a little banged up? So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, there's always a needle for that. But it's a night game down in Tallahassee. I, I I have faded Duke. Let's see. I faded Duke. Well, I faded them for the season, which is going to be a, a loser because I have under six and a half wins. Yeah, but, but you know like, what the great Riley part about Leonard, that is? Now you get to chase it. Yeah. Riley Leonard, like if he plays, he's not healthy. And like that offense is him running. Correct. And and their defense being physical. Well, uh, and, and now we've obviously learned that LSU's defense is complete garbage but we didn't know that week one but man once they get those dudes out and go like to your point you made a great point about duke right so the one game they've lost this year was notre dame 21 14 and notre dame was out without uh two of their top wide receivers another one of their top wide receivers apparently had a hamstring injury and they just loaded up the box you load up the box against florida state night night i mean game over keon coleman i heard i think i heard mcshay talking about uh, his top ten prospects right now. He has Keon Coleman number ten. Well, I mean, like, he's the name legit. An, name an NFL team that doesn't need a freaking six four, two hundred twenty five pound receiver that can that can go up and get it. Yeah. What's neighbor Nick doing with this Alabama Tennessee game? Uh, I think neighbor Nick's a little confused on Alabama. He doesn't he doesn't know because uh, I'll be honest. I was sitting there on Saturday and they went. I took up, him. They, I took him. They, I took the points. They go up 24 I think it was 24-6 or 24-3, something like that. I think it was 24-6. And I'm looking at, like, the futures books, and I'm like, is Alabama going to win the title? And then I watch the rest of the game. I'm like, no, they're not going to win the title. <laughs> but that defense is really good, man. No, that defense is that defense is national championship good. Their, their line is criminally underrated because, like, I felt like all summer I kept hearing about LSU's defensive line. Give me Alabama's front all day. And those – those DBs are so physical. This is one of those ones that where it's like. The, I mean, you know Tennessee more than I do living in the Okay, state, so, so here's the thing. They they have gotten it together by running the football. But last week, they didn't really run the football. Now, they ran it late, which I give them credit for, but that game flipped on the punt return. And Max Johnson, Max Johnson apparently holds on to the football as if it's like a dying child to its very last breath. He's just not going to quit on it. And he, like, they just blitzed him, sacked him, and he, that that flipped it. Can Tennessee cover with Joe Milton completing 50% of his passes? 
and throwing for 100 yards. Yes, and here's how. Tennessee's defense is actually, like, everyone thinks of, like, Tennessee and under Heupel not having good defense. They're physical, too. And they're going to be able to get to Milton. They're going to be able to get to Milton. Milrow. Milrow, sorry. They're going to be able to get to Milrow. And, like, that's how it's going to, they cover the same way that, you know, it becomes like a, a 20, you know, 20 to What's it now? At eight and a half? Is it nine? What, what's eight, eight and a half bounce? or nine, depending on where you're. Twenty going. to thirteen. Yeah, I I could see that. I don't, I don't I don't as of right now, I don't think I'm gonna get it, gonna get involved. You know where I am gonna get involved? Give me them points in Annapolis, baby. Navy plus eleven. Yeah. Uh, you, you know where I want to get involved, and I don't even care that the numbers crossed a key number. Do you see what our boy Beamer said on on Sunday on the SEC teleconference? No. Uh, Beamer, what, what, old, what old Shane say? Beamer did the started the teleconference with the I can't tell you his name, but just got a big recruit, big time recruit, gonna be a gamecock, and I'm like, oh boy, he is going to that move in October. He knows his team's no good. And if Florida could throw it on them, what do you think? What do you think Luther Burden and the boys at Mizzou are going to do on him? Yeah. Also, I looked this up. SEC home favorites nine and five this year in conference play. What happened to Washington State? Um, teams started. Do you remember? Remember when uh, Leach would Leach's offense would just get stymied and everyone go, "What? What happened?" Uh, teams started doing the move of let's rush three, try to keep Cam in the pocket, but drop eight and tackle. And it turns out like if Cam can't get outside the pocket and find somebody wide open, like I really I'm still I'm still PO'd at my boy Jonathan Smith, despite the fact that the man continues to roll and cover at home. They had such a bad game plan. Like they oh, they yeah. tried to blitz him and like he's like he's like, thank you. Teams now have decided. Now, should they have gotten beat forty-four to six? No, but what started to happen to them is teams are saying, "All right, we UCLA don't." UCLA really, kind of put out the blueprint. Yes, we don't think these receivers are good enough to, you know, break a bunch of tackles and, and get downfield. And because everyone's so spread out, receivers aren't getting like blocks downfield and to to spring them. That's that's been kind of the mo. I would keep an eye on injury reports out of Seattle this week. I think there's a chance Penix doesn't play. He got beat up in that game. They're Heck, four I, thought there was, I thought there was a chance he wasn't going to finish the game. Yeah, they're like a four-touchdown favorite against Arizona State. I would uh, I would keep a close eye on what's uh, developing out there. I, I think there's a chance he doesn't play in this game, which is another reason. I don't think like he could still win the Heisman Trophy missing the Arizona State game, assuming they win. Um Arizona State's just kind of proved to be a pain in the butt a little bit. So, I don't know. That could be a hold your nose, take the 27 with, with the Sun Devils, Washington, St- Washington they State. They got him last year, right? With the interim staff? I'm pretty sure they got him last year. Oh, that that doesn't make me feel good then. Because then you get the revenge factor. But I'm just like. Yeah, but if you're, you, if you're you, Washington, you know, listen, all we got to do is we got we to gotta get out of here with an extra point. Yeah. One more point than they do. Arizona State's coming off a bye. They stink, but Washington State or Washington, I mean, they're just coming off of that emotional, physical win. I mean, that is that's a massive letdown spot. Now, what's helpful 
is that looking ahead, they play Stanford. Now, I mean, we'll see, man. Oh, I'm, I by the way, I am, uh, I'm taking the Bruins this week. UCLA against Stanford. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, how about that game, man? I mean, I guess it, yours truly set on a, uh, a plus 1100 uh, live nice. bet. I was like, wait, they can't stop them. Here we go. Let's do this. Sean, uh, Sean King, who's my partner on uh, VEASAN Primetime, former NFL quarterback, he put together a little three-legger on Friday, a little three-leg parlay. And at halftime, he sent a text to me and the producer congratulating himself on his hit on a three-leg parlay I the I three tw- favorites. I tweeted, like, out, I tweeted I'm out like, the same. I'm like, don't yourself, so, man. I, I felt so bad for all those heroes that went to bed at 29 to nothing. Like, this is done. Like, <laughs> all right, we're good. Like, this is done. More improbable. Stanford coming from 29 down at halftime or Colorado State coming from 20 down with four minutes to go against Boise State. Wow. I see. I don't know the answer to that because we've watched you and I've watched Boise State do this. Like, I still think it's Boise important. State might like sneakily stink, or do they just have an incompetent head coach? Uh, also factual. I think that's the one. All the right, boy. The, the Tigers bounce back this week against the Dilfers. That line reeks. It's going up though. Going up, up to six. But yeah, it is a little, little short. A little short there. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where Memphis's heads at. That yeah, was a. That was a. That's a brute. That's. I mean, that's. It's pretty tough that's to the go season, up. right? It's pretty tough. I mean, you can theoretically say they've got four games that they should win, and then they get SMU at home, and that could be the play your way back in. But up eleven in this in the third quarter, and you lose by ten. It's a tough one. Yeah, no, I agree. That is uh, that's a tough one. I might have to put that in the old letdown spots uh, uh-huh. for for tonight's uh, for tonight's program. Yes, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.